Hello, you're listening to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio, a place where like-minded people come together to discuss spirituality, awakening, plant medicine, and more. All right, looks like we are recording. Perfect. All right, hello everyone. Welcome to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio. Thank you for listening as always. And today I um, have a special guest and most of my guests I've had so far, like I know um, pretty well. We've been friends for a while, but this is a new, a new soul connection via Facebook. It seems how I meet so many people these days. So if you just want to go ahead and take a minute to introduce yourself, your name, maybe where you're from, uh, just anything about you that seems relevant. Yeah. Um, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very honored to be a part of this journey of expansion and helping people understand, um, the universe and everything and just talking about life uh-huh. uh, my name is nick holder and um i'm from inverness florida i'm 21 years old and i am a musician i'm an artist i don't really like to put a label on it but it's pretty obvious that it's rap you know okay. <laughs> whenever you listen to it but i like to call it rhythmic poetry because it's Ooh. really it's more than rap to me it's it's really an expression of the self, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Rhythmic poetry. Yeah. yeah. I once yeah. tried to write a rap. I was a high school science teacher for seven years, and I was like, I'm going to do something different. And I worked at a, like, a low-income school that was majority African-American. And I was like, I'm going to write a rap about respiration. And so I did. But I wrote it out like a poem first, and then I tried to make it into a rap, and it like had no flow or anything. But I still recorded it and showed it to my kids, and their reaction, they just, like, stared at me. They didn't laugh or, like, anything. At least they didn't laugh. Oh, I wow. Just, like, I was like, come on, guys, that was an awesome rap. And they were just like, Miss Davenport, like, no. And I was like, what? I worked really hard on that. And they were just like, we, we, can, we can tell. But they're like, it just didn't flow right. I was like, well, I tried. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You guys are, like, the worst critics ever. And then one yeah. of my classes, this girl was like, well, halfway through, you started getting into it, you know? And, mm-hmm. but yeah, don't, don't rap ever again, please. <laughs> I was like, All right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, you know, I mean, nobody's going to be perfect when they try their first right. time, you know? I mean, <laughs> I've, I've been rapping for three years and in this past year, that was, that was going to be one of my one truth. Uh, that was going to be my truth, but now I have to come up with a new one. Um, <laughs> Um, I've been rapping for three years and just in this past year, I've really feel like I've come into my power with it. I, before then, everything else was just practice, you know, right. and now yeah. I'm really understanding my craft and mm. I feel like I'm finally able to ride the horse and now I just have to continue staying on and, you know, building yeah. that connection with the horse, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. So we'll talk more about music stuff in a minute, but first we're going to do one of my favorite parts of the show. And so I used to be a fan of a TV show called Veronica Mars, and there's like this episode where they're doing some kind of college thing, and they play Two Truths and a Lie. And I used to be kind of, I used to listen to a podcast, and they would do this with all their guests. And it's just kind of a fun way to start things. So Two Truths and a Lie, exactly what it sounds like. So you're going to tell me three things about yourself. Two of them are true. One of them is a lie, and then I got to try to figure out what the lie is. And I'm usually pretty good at guessing what the lie is, but um, I don't know. We'll see. 
right, so whenever you're ready, three things. All right, perfect, yeah. Okay, so um, I was in theater for five years. I've been studying Tai Chi for three years, and I have three dogs. Okay, so usually it's really easy to tell because people change their voice slightly or whatever, but you are, are like, they're not quite as confident about one of them, but you didn't like change your delivery at all. So this is going to be hard. All yeah, right, I've been so, prepared. <laughs> I know, like, dang it. Cause some people forget this part. And they're like, oh my gosh. So then it's really obvious what the lie is because that one is just like obvious. All right. So you said musical theater or theater for five years, three dogs. What was the other one? I've been studying Tai Chi for three tai years. Tai Chi for three years. Okay. Um, I don't know. You have three dogs. Is that the lie? No. Okay. I've See, actually only been studying Tai Chi for one year. Oh, so you did like a, the, one of the tricky ones. So that way, like, it's like sneaky because you're like, you do do Tai Chi. It's just only been for one year. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what's that like, Tai Chi? I've done Tai Chi like just a little bit here and there. There's not really many places here to, to do Tai Chi. Um, yeah, um, I, I've never done Tai Chi like in a group or anything. Okay. Um, I just looked up on YouTube, uh -huh. like some Tai Chi methods and they're like five different moves that I learned. And um, over this past year, I've really, whenever you first start, you don't really feel it so much, but uh -huh. as you move along, you can really feel the energy. It's like tingly and sometimes it's warm. Sometimes it's cold. Um, it's just really, I, I find it grounding and it's a nice connection with, everything yeah that's so cool yeah because I do a lot of yoga um and the one time I did Tai Chi it was just very different because it was just more like not that you not that there's not intention in yoga but it was just like slower and a lot more focused on controlling like the energy aspects of things versus just like your breath alone so it was really yeah. interesting and kind of just like a little slow dance and that's the cool thing about technology is there's so much stuff out there. You can just teach yourself how to do about just about anything, <laughs> you know, just type yeah. in something on YouTube and, and there you go. Yeah. So totally. what, so you are a musician and you do, you know, rap or what, rhythmic poetry as you put it. So what would you say like your, your mission or your purpose is like, why are you here at this time? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to contribute to the collective? Um, what I'm here to do is to spread this message of self-empowerment of the fact that, you know, there's all this stuff, all around us all the time trying to convince us that this is the best story this is how you need to live your life you know um like you know the the general narrative of rap nowadays is drugs money hoes yep. guns and i i'm here to show people that rap is just another form of expression and you can say whatever you want i've I've really developed my flow over the years and people, people that I've shown, they seem to like it. And what that means for me is that if something I make is catchy, 
and people want to listen to it multiple times and I'm spitting to them a positive message, whenever they listen to that over and over and over again, I'm literally drilling this message into their head. So instead of drilling the message of scarcity and lack and, oh man, I wish I was rich like that dude. I don't have a Lambo. I don't have chains and I'm not a trapper. I show them, hey, I'm unique. I'm not perfect. I uh, I don't know if you... It's a oh, you can cuss. That. I don't care. Go for it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I've fucked up a lot during my journey and I'm still here. I'm still human. I'm still trying. And I'm not a perfect rapper. I mean, I've been trying and I started out and I sucked really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how... If you start at something, you're not going to get good for a long time. Right. Yeah. So that's my message is to show people that you're unique and you're here for that reason to be you. And if you keep trying, you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a, a beautiful message too. Cause like you said, yeah, a lot of it, not just rap music, like almost all music these days. It's like, just so like factory made, like auto tune, like robot singing about all the same stuff. Like, about like you're not complete unless you have a significant other and when they leave you oh you better prepare for the heartache and like you need money and you need to be yeah. doing drugs and you know more and more and more and more and more so it's refreshing to have artists like you out there you know spitting positive messages and trying to get that into people's heads so do you like record your stuff do you post it anywhere is it like what how do you share yeah so about that um i've I've tried recording last year, um, mm -hmm. sometime around April or so, okay. and I have one song that's out on SoundCloud. Um, okay. My username is Nick R. Holder, but it's it's really not good quality. I mm -hmm. like the song, but the okay. quality is bad because it's on a laptop mic. Uh, but yeah. I'm getting into actually recording and like you said with the internet it's easy to learn anything so now right. I'm learning how to mix and how to master a little bit oh, nice. yeah so is, I'm yeah I'm posting more stuff um, up here soon I'm planning on I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to market so to speak right. in the sense of putting it out I think I want to do a song every two weeks because I just I have this huge stockpile of music that I was just going to throw away and I just feel like the people need to hear it. So it's all ready. It's all memorized. I just, I need to record it. I have one song recorded. Um, like I told you uh, last night, we, I've, I've mixed uh -huh. it and I'm releasing it this Sunday. Um, but other than that, moving forward, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it, but I have, my plan right now is I have all this music that I was going to just throw in the dumpster fire of the rest of the music that <laughs> hasn't been produced over the years, but instead I'm just going to release it all for free and on SoundCloud and because with what I, the way I write is I find a beat. And then I sit there and I play with it for a little bit and just scroll through a few beats. And when I find something, I'll, I'll do that. Um, and 
I'll, oh yeah, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I already have a few albums ready, but I outgrow my music so quick that uh, some of it yeah. I don't really resonate with uh -huh. as much. But there's still that positive message ingrained in there, so I have to do it. Yeah. I have to get my name out there a little right. bit. Right, uh-huh. Before I drop the album that really means something to me that I'm going to put on Spotify and Apple uh -huh. Music and all these other yeah. platforms. All the avenues. Yeah. Right. So would you say, like, your inspiration, like, what what inspires you? Like, how you said, you know, you listen to beats and you kind of mess around with things. Do you feel like music's just kind of always, like, been a part of you like you're always just making up things or does it kind of come and go or is it just always flowing through these songs hmm. well it's I have had a lot of hiatuses and a lot of times where I'd go months without writing rap or looking uh -huh. at my rap I've given up a few times and then I I open up my YouTube playlist again with all the beats and I hear it and I'm like oh my god <laughs> Why did I leave this behind? Right? It's like your baby. You neglected it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's a really common theme in, you know, creative individuals. So I'm a writer and there'll be like moments where I'm just like on fire and I want to write every day, all day. And then it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, never mind. I can't even like look at this stuff right now. So it's, yeah. it's always interesting how it kind of comes and goes. And so in addition to your music, are there, what else, you know? set your soul on fire what else are you into hmm. well i am very much so into the medicine realm um <laughs> over in july of 2019 um about six months ago now or seven or so i met mother ayahuasca for the first okay. time okay yeah and um absolutely incredible experience and I had already been, um, I know I'm kind of diverting a That's bunch okay. of different areas, but um, <laughs> I took mushrooms about a year ago and I realized that I'm an oracle, as in I'm here, I, I'm here to channel the message to people. Yeah. And as you saw, whenever we first met, I was trying to do life coaching uh -huh. and I feel like I'm on a path of a man of medicine of just the medicine realm yes. and then I'm also on this music path but when you look at all three of these things coaching medicine world and music world all three of those can be condensed into um, channeling a message right someone so yeah. um, and the the medicine really speaks for itself and it can speak to an individual to help them guide others. So I have the spirit of ayahuasca and I, I mean, I, it's everything. Everything's everything anyways. Uh -huh. <laughs> but <laughs> this spirit and I, I feel we have a very deep connection and she's with me all the time and I'm very yeah. grateful for her grace yeah. and the guidance that I've been provided even before I officially met her in this lifetime. Right, for sure. And that's one of the, 
the beautiful things about walking the medicine path is I feel like it helps you to get really clear on your passion and your purpose and how to kind of streamline those into offering for other people. Um, but you have to get clear because for me, you know, before I started, you know, my medicine journey, I was just all over the place. Like I had so many ideas and so many passions and I was like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to do that. And it was exhausting. And I still in the midst of all that had this like normal job. And I was just wondering why I was so stuck and not getting anything done. And she's like, it's because you're trying to do too many things at once. Like pick your top three and go all in on those three things. You can't be all like, you can't be doing like 10 you know, different things and then wonder why you're not attracting clients because your energy is so scattered between all these different things. So like I was able to narrow it down to three things, um, Reiki, like card reading and like intuitive reading and channeling kind of all goes in the same thing. And then, you know, medicine, medicine work and those blend really beautifully together. And I think it's interesting how you also mentioned like you have three, three things that are kind of blending together as well. That seems to be mm-hmm. a pretty, pretty good number. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. On the on that actually, um, my number three is kind of open right now. I've mm-hmm. dropped the idea of life coaching and okay. all this stuff. I mean, I'm twenty one. Yeah. So I I was kind of uh I didn't listen to people when they're like, Oh, who'd hire a twenty one year old life coach? for a while because I'm like oh I'm so smart I know everything I I can tell people how to live their life when I've only lived half the amount of life they live you know but at the end of the day a 21 no matter how old my soul is um, I'm still 21 and I'm still from this consciousness and from this perspective of the life that I've lived I'm still generally pretty new to this earth and I'm still figuring out where I need to put my footing and I can't really sit around and tell people how to live their lives when I don't really have mine exactly figured out yet yeah but do we ever really have everything figured out you know Uh, (laughs) because I'm I'm not I'm 20 I'm 29 so I'm still pretty young as well you know I have reservations sometimes too because I'm like all these people that are starting to be interested in doing work with me are like way older than me, like forties and fifties. And so there is, it comes back to kind of like that unworthiness of like, Oh, well like what, what the fuck do I have to say? Like these people are like twice my, almost twice, some of them twice my age and they're coming to me for like all this guidance. I'm like, who am I? And then I have to remind myself, like I've actually like for my 29 young years, have experienced (laughs) so much crap that like even at this age I can hold so much space for people because I've been through like so many different experiences and I'm still here right um and so I just feel like very strongly in my mission to educate people about doing medicine work safely because there's so much misinformation out there um you know, and I had a not so pleasant experience during one of my journeys and um, learned a lot the hard way through that. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just feel like my mission is to really just educate people and have them use discernment and all those things. And I like that you're so young though, and you're already embracing this path because so many people just like beat around the bush and they're like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something great, but 
whatever, I'll just do what society wants me to do because it's easier. Um, so it's really refreshing that you're already just like really stepping out on your own and doing your own thing and then making your music to spread that, spread that message and kind of help light the fire under other people uh, as well. Totally. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And so you already mentioned, you know, so you have music, you have, you know, the medicine world and Tai Chi. Are there like anything, um, anything else that you would say goes kind of like bundled in your spiritual toolkit to just continue to help you, you know, stay on this path? No, I'd say, um, I'd say Tai Chi medicine and um, music are really the main things that help me and through, of course there are other little facets in all of them like with Tai Chi I really want to um, talk about this because this one's important this is some I'm not perfect so I don't really practice Tai Chi daily unfortunately uh-huh. I'm I'm really unkinking a lot of my habits and integrating new ones but there's this ancient Chinese um, form of Tai Chi called Falun Dafa, which it was actually like by the Chinese government, they illegalized it because there were so many people doing it in the park. It's just five moves. There are only wow. five moves in the whole thing. And it's to keep your body very healthy and circulate your blood. You won't get sick if you do this. Oh, wow. Is what so maybe I need some I need some Tai Chi because I have this cold I just can't get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that Falun Dafa is a little subsection of Tai Chi that I really enjoy. And then with the medicine world, um, well, I guess, okay, yeah, I guess I could throw this in there, philosophy. I mean, I don't know how I missed that one. I just absolutely love philosophy and just, I mean, life's just a big joke. It's it's for nothing. We're we're here for nothing except to experience it. So, <laughs> I mean, that's it. I love philosophy. It's the study. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's just to me, it's just the study of life and kind of understanding the nature of how the universe or God or whatever you want to call it works versus with how humans work and how energy works. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, yeah. Cause there's so much. And it's like, just when you think you've mastered something, it's like, Oh, here's all these other layers. Like I was doing this meditation. I don't even, I think it's some yoga class. Um, my yoga teacher that and my Reiki teacher is just does different things and so sometimes she'll do like guided meditations or whatnot and I ended up going completely different than what she was guiding us and I was sitting in this really big field and it was empty but then I remember I was holding this onion and I all was peeling layer by layer and like crying and then all of a sudden like I got to the end of the onion and there was this huge relief like yes all the layers I got I got to it and then I was like feeling so accomplished and then I like looked in front of me and then now the whole entire field was no longer empty. It was full of onions. Mm, and, then, and then I yeah. heard, and I heard now pick up your next onion. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> can I just like celebrate the work I've done for a little bit first uh, before yeah. I start the next onion? 
but yeah, so right. I mean, we're always learning and always growing. And I feel like, you know, it's the, the ego that wants to think we're done and we're done with the learning and we know everything we need to know. So yeah. <laughs> if only it was that easy. Right. <laughs> but that's not why we're here. We didn't come here for easy. Like just learn right. one lesson exactly. and be done. So I have to remind myself <laughs> that's like, you know, I signed up for all of this, all these lessons I wanted to learn before I even came here, including like picking my parents and my sisters and everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. So then I feel less like, miserable or whatever. I'm like, okay, let me just get out of my own head. Like, I'm fine. I'm writing all these, I'm writing this whole story. It's like my own movie and I'm starring in it. Yes. You know, because, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. So what inspired you to start your medicine journey? My medicine journey? Yes. Um, hmm. Well, I think that the the medicine journey was really more inspired to start me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't, they say I didn't choose thug life or whatever. I didn't choose this life. Although I did choose to do the things that I've done, uh -huh. there was something that called me towards it. Like, um... So what really had started me on this whole spiritual awakening journey, um, September of 2016 through December of 2016, um, I I wouldn't say this is my first dark night of the soul, but this is this is where the realm of something more really opened up to me. Um, I I was in college. I only did college for one semester. Um, I was going to major in theater because that was what I was putting my all into. Uh -huh. But um, the universe had other plans. Um, I I moved in with this kid I knew in high school, and you know he was I, he was a sociopath, and he you know he he did what he did, and then he introduced me to this girl who was also a sociopath. <laughs> who I dated uh -huh. and I, I just devoted everything to this woman. And, um, you know, she, she treated me like crap, <laughs> which was uh, my first well, wake up. she's a sociopath, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't know any nice but, sociopaths. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, they're nice but until you start peeling right. that onion. Uh-huh. They got to have that persona to reel you in. Right. The bait. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, I, I tried my hand in a bunch of different drugs. And I, I did acid and Molly six times within a three-month period each. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it was, I totally, like, that, the, doing that Molly and acid in that time period, like, fucked me up. Like, I... And Molly, if, if for people that don't know what that is, it's basically meth minus one ingredient. Wow, yeah. And I ate it. I never smoked it or snorted it or anything. Um, but, like, when you get this stuff off of the street, you don't know what it's cut with. No, and it you was, don't. It's definitely cut with other stuff because I had many different colors and 
some of it was powdery, some of it wasn't. Um, but that's not what's important. So <laughs> through that, <laughs> through that journey, <laughs> um, I met someone during one, like one of my, I think it was my last acid trip out there. Um, this dude named Jack, I will never forget him. Um, we were both tripping. He was like in a halfway house or something and he came over because my ex was friends or she was fucking a dude that was from a halfway house while okay. I was dating her. But I was oblivious. I knew it, but I didn't believe myself. Uh -huh. um, but he brought Jack over and Jack um, told me like, I'm in fear. Uh, my, my father's dead and I told him about it. Um, and he's like, I'm embodying the spirit of your father and you're embodying the spirit of my son. And I was kind of creeped out uh -huh. at first because like I didn't believe in God and he yeah. was talking about God and how everything is everything. And he he's the one that introduced me to synchronicity. Uh -huh. So from that point forward, he we met a few times and then he just dropped off the face of the earth. He was just the bus driver to get me to the destination. Um, so if I send I send love to Jack Orby if he ever happens to come across. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm are eternally grateful for the moments that we spent together and the conversations that we've exchanged. And um, so after I broke up with that girl and moved back to Inverness with my mom, um, I was still working at Hungry Howie, uh, which was in Ocala, which is like an hour away, but I would still drive out there for like a week or two. And I remember I was still kind of an atheist, but I believed in spirits. And I remember standing there at the Hungry Howie's and in my head, I'm like, okay, if there's any god or any spirit or anything let me know like yeah make a make a connection with me and in that moment when i said that in my head from the bottom of my spine all the way up to my crown i felt a tingle and just a shock yeah. wave that totally uh -huh. blew it open for me to the lady i was like <laughs> exactly uh-huh yeah wow. so i'm very fortunate to have went through that shit storm and that was right. only the beginning i had of course like two more year two and a half more years of shit storm to come but that was the foundation where i and and something that's crazy um about the synchronicity is the first number that ever started following me was um one two seven i would see it all over ambulances and everything and on the clock all the time and coincidentally, that's the day that we're doing this. Oh my gosh, it is. It's, <laughs> that's great. Oh, I yeah. love the universe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and the number thing is really interesting to me, how it's so unique to people. I mean, you have like the, the like master numbers, you know, 11, 11, 22, or 11, 22, 33, whatever. But like then it'll like start, to, that's sometimes how it starts. At least for me, I would see 11 all the time and then 22. But then it really started shifting and being more tailored to like me. And now my number is like 744 or 47. And I see it everywhere, like all the time, constantly, like on the, the time, 
on like random like Facebook, it'll be like 777 likes or like 47 this or that or and, like all these different combinations. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, you know, interesting and how it also like your guides communicate with you because like my boyfriend, he yeah. doesn't pay attention to numbers, but he is a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And so he noticed every time he sees, like, he started seeing this one car, um, a Frontier, like, all the time. And he asked one of his friends, who's, like, a channel, like, what is this about? And they're like, oh, it's your guides letting you know you're, you're like, safe and you're protected. So anytime you see this, it's just a reminder of that. So it's just, I love how our, our guides, like, it's like they send us all these clues all the time. And then they finally figure out, like, what we're paying attention to. And then it's just, like, you know, constant you know, communication, because they're always trying to talk to us, you know, it's just a matter, are we paying attention, and then do we want to listen, because a lot of times we meditate, or we pray, and we just do that part, but then we don't listen to what they actually have to say, <laughs> or we listen, and then we go, oh, no, that's too crazy, like, I'm not doing that, like, <laughs> then we don't follow through, and we wonder why we're still stuck, and, you know, mm-hmm. all these, all these different things, and so that's so cool, yeah, 127, and it is today, that's great. Yeah, and that's crazy that you say 47, because um, in my dream last night, I actually had uh-huh. like a, I did an uh, an audio message to someone in my dream, and it was 47 seconds. Of course, so, and you would crazy. remember that, that is, oh my goodness. <laughs> Wild. I know, and I also, you know, think it's interesting too, because you mentioned things started shifting around, like 2016, you said? Mm-hmm. You like, in, and I haven't done a ton of interviews yet, but, like, all the people I've interviewed or just friends I've talked to, something happened between 2016 and 2019, like, that time frame, because almost everybody I've talked to, no matter what their age, even if they were already on a spiritual path, path even if they had already started awakening, it's, like, this, like, amplified energy came through during that time period, and that's when, like, shit got real, and people started really shifting or getting, you know, it starting their medicine path, or finally starting their career they've been wanting to start for, like, ever, and now that 2020 is here, it's like, that's just, almost every person I know has quit their job, and is starting <laughs> to, like, every person I know either quit their job, or got forced to quit because they were, like, fired, and they had wanted to be, you know, wanted to leave anyway, and so many people are, like, starting their own businesses, or making, you know, doing what you're doing, like, making music, and putting themselves out there, and it's really beautiful, to to see and then um and i've just started really paying attention to you know not just what i'm eating but what i'm listening to and what i'm doing and the people that i'm around like i don't really hang out with certain groups of people anymore because you know and it's right. not that they're like i don't really like to say low vibe and like high vibe they're just on a different frequency it's not necessarily like worse Over. than high or lower it's just different we don't really resonate anymore um and at first yeah. it's really sad because like i have no like of my old friends but now I'm meeting all these awesome people like on Facebook and it's like Mm -hmm. turning into like Facebook's turning at least for me like into this really big like spiritual nexus and I'm starting to join all these really groups of like awesome groups of all these people who are awakening and like on the same path and it feels good because sometimes like when shit gets really crazy you're like gosh like I am so alone like you know and you talk to certain people they're just looking at you like I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't make any sense. You're like crazy. What do you mean you're having all these weird sensations and seeing, you know, these bright colors and things when you fall asleep? Right. Like, you, I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, like, oh, yeah. never mind. I didn't say anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a dream. I was just day. getting confused with the, my dream and like what reality is. 
and all those <laughs> things. So yeah. Um, the so speaking of like dreams, um, I know we talked a little bit before this, and you mentioned you know so a, a dream you had. Like, have you noticed that you've been having more like interesting dreams or dreams that you remember like more often lately? Well, here's the thing. Um, actually, I smoked, I've been smoking weed for like two months straight, almost uh-huh. every day, and I haven't had any dreams. And then I quit smoking about a week ago, uh-huh. and I've been having very, even when, whenever I smoke weed, I don't have dreams, but it's funny you say more intense dreams because in the last week or so when I was, or, maybe a week or two when I was smoking weed, I was having little bits of dreams that would drop in on me and it would kind of show me a little bit, but it was hard to remember. But this yeah. last dream that I had last night, um, like I told you, I woke up absolutely bawling. I have never, ever, ever had oh, a yeah. that important to my life. Yeah. It, it showed me everything. It showed me all of the buttons that I needed to get pushed and it just helped me release so much. Yeah, and dreams can can be that because you know you can do kind of any you know anything in a dream. There's not really any limits, so you can work through your shit in dreams. And I feel like we do that a lot. And we just don't realize it. And I say this a lot, but I'm finally gonna do it. It's like have a dream journal um, yeah. because I did it for like a week, and it was really interesting because knowing that I had a dream journal. I like started like writing just a couple things down when I would first wake up and then a little bit later in the day, like go more in depth and start to like analyze like what this could mean or what that could mean. And it was like, just so interesting. Like I had, it was like in a simple, it was a simple dream. Like I went to a concert to see one of my old bands and with my new boyfriend and my ex-boyfriend was there. And I started hanging out with my ex-boyfriend because my new boyfriend was making fun of the music. And was like, this shit sucks. Like, why did we even come to this concert? And I was, and then, but my, my ex-boyfriend who happened to be there was like, you know, like not saying all those things. And so I, I woke up and analyzed it. Like, what the heck did that mean? And like, the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, like my ex-boyfriend, I feel like nurtured my inner child. Cause it was one of the bands I listened to in childhood. And like this new boyfriend's coming in. He doesn't feel like it's nurturing to that part of me. And so I was just like, wow, that's so cool. Like, you know, because I woke up and I was Amazing. just like, I don't know what that meant. But when you slow down, sometimes you can be like, oh, maybe this is what this could mean. And then it opened up the door for some more exploration within myself to do some inner child things and then express to my boyfriend how I felt like he wasn't mm. holding space for that part of me. And then, you know, now, you know, it's just shifted things. So, yeah, I like dreams and dream analysis. So, All Yeah, right. me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually... um. I want to share one dream I had sure. a long time ago. Um, it was about a year ago. Um, I've only had like two different dreams where it, in my whole, well, actually, I had one when I was really young, but the astral traveling, yeah. um, so to speak. Um, there was this one dream I had where I was, um, I walked into one of my old jobs and there was like a huge line of people, I was at a gas station, uh-huh. and I'm like, I'm gonna go outside real quick and lock my car, which I I didn't have that car for like a year and a half before I had that job, so that didn't make sense in the first place. And then I walked in, 
and the line was gone and nobody was anywhere to be seen. So my boss asked me to go do something and I walked around the corner and I'm like, oh, holy shit, this is a dream. And as soon as I realized it was a dream, I put my, like, my two hands were kind of, like, face down, and um, I started floating up, like, through the roof, and I saw, like, the foundation of everything, Mm -hmm. not of everything, but of, like, the building, and there was, like, this face that came out that was, like, Stonehenge almost. Wow. And, yeah, and the voice was a little muffled at first, and I was like, what? And then it was like, you dare, devi- you dare defy the king? And I said, fuck the king. And as soon as I said that, like, I went into this different um, realm, and I was, like, flying through space. And I don't know if you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z, uh-huh. but um, I was, like, the fat Mount Majin Buu. And there was another fat Majin Buu right next to me that was purple. So that's always stuck with me because I feel like that face is really important to my journey. I don't know what it's Uh, about, but something about that is like, I feel like that's an ancient trying to communicate with me in some way or another. Perhaps. Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, dream time's good for is sometimes we, you know, the the veil isn't as thin, you know, during the day, but when we're dreaming, it's like non-existent. So a lot of times guides and ancestors will, you know, come to us in that, in that dream state. So, all right. Well, we've been, we've been going for a while. So I want to, cause I feel like we could just talk about dreams and all kinds of stuff all day. Um, yeah. But we should probably go ahead and wrap things up. So okay. are there any, any last little tidbits or anything you want to share about you, about life, about mission, purpose, spirituality, like just any last little nuggets? Um, I just want to say anybody that feels like it's hopeless, anybody that feels like they suck, <laughs> just know that it's temporary, right. um, and it's going to happen again, probably. You're probably going to feel that way more than once, uh-huh. but, um, like Butters off of South Park said, you know, the fact that you feel that pain and that sorrow means that you felt happy at some point. Right. And you don't know what warm feels like until you feel cold. So we, we're in this constant process of go, going from hot to cold because our spirit loves – this human body sucks. <laughs> it's so limited. But – our spirit loves to feel that limitation because we actually are infinite and we have no limitations. Right. But when we play like we are limited and we can remember that power that we have within us, it can unlock a whole new form in you. So if you're stuck real deep in that hole, just it's just a little bit further. Just keep going. Just keep going just a little bit more. Right. And then when you get that little bit more, it might be a little bit more. It might be a lot, a little bit more, but <laughs> it'll be, it'll come if you just believe in yourself and you just push forward and just keep trying and truly trust in your own power because yeah. nobody's going to live your life for you. You have to do it. Yeah. You can say that last bit, bit again. Yeah. 
you know, um, that's true. Because nobody, you know, we tend to, and especially the way society set up, like you go to this doctor, you go to this therapist, you go to this, you go to that. And it creates this illusion that healing is outside of yourself. But nobody right. can heal it for you, you know, and that's one reason, like, I really love to teach people how to do Reiki for themselves. Like, stop coming to me to get Reiki. Come to me to learn how to do it for yourself and heal right. yourself. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you, yep. you so, are your own so much. Yes, yes. Thank I say you. that often, too. We are our own gurus. We are who we've been waiting for. Like, yeah. Yes. So thank exactly. you so much. And um, I can, if you'll send me like, you know, any contact information, I don't know, like your email or like maybe that one song you mentioned that's on SoundCloud. Cool. And then, you know, I can't wait to hear when you put more stuff up there. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited. This Sunday, 2-2. Two, two. Um, it's a, good it's a day. total. Yeah, I just, I like numbers and it happens to be 2020. So that's four twos. I mean, Right. It's total, and I was working on the song last night before I had that crazy dream, so it's just total awakening time right now. We're just, we're all, it's the year of remembering that we are the master, so. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I'll send all you right. all that stuff. Sounds great, and we'll, we'll put a link to it so you can check him out, support his music, and um, I guess, you know, if anybody has any questions, you know, we'll have your email or whatever out there, too. All right, so thanks everybody for listening to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast, uh, feel free to contact me. I'm setting up interviews for February now. So love and blessings and good luck to everybody on your spiritual path. And know that no matter what happens and how crazy it may feel, you are never ever.